Welcome to The World's Okayest Moms, a podcast about the highs and lows of parenting and the many okay moments in between. I'm Haley. I'm Kelly. And I'm Lauren. And we're okay. Yeah, yeah, we're okay. We're all right. <laughs> Pretty okay. I think we're okay. Mostly. Sometimes. <laughs> all right, so we are officially recording our season three. Oh my goodness. It's happening. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do we even want to start? So I guess the first thing we should talk about is that it's just me and Lauren here today. Um, yes. Kelly is not with us. Um, she's here in spirit. That makes it sound like she's dead. <laughs> Kelly is not <laughs> dead. Uh, no. But Kelly is not with us on season three, and we miss her a whole bunch and wish her the best. And you can probably still hear her over on the Pub Crawl podcast, so you should definitely listen to that if you want to hear Kelly's amazing radio voice. Um, so, Kelly, we love you. And what are we going to talk about? I guess we should catch up. So for those of you who have been waiting eagerly for us to come back, um, or if you're new, I'm Haley, and I'm a librarian, and I have one daughter who is turning three this summer, and Lauren. I am Lauren, and I am a writer and editor, and I work in educational publishing, and I have um, a little girl who is, oh, like 21 months right now, two in July, and then I have a little boy who just turned four. And I guess you live out in the Pacific Northwest and I live in Virginia. So yes, different worlds. (laughs) Yes. We're like cross coastal. Yes. Or whatever. Um, So what's been going on with your life? How are things going? Uh, What's happened since we last talked? (laughs) Let's see. So we um, bought a house in September. So we've been still transitioning into that. We had a huge (laughs) dishwasher leak. That ruined half my kitchen. So for the last oh my god oh, wait, wait. month and a half, can, can you like back up and tell us like, what by ruined your kitchen? Describe like paint us paint us a picture here of what that entails. So as a first time home owner, I don't know anything about homes. <laughs> like I, I have lived under the the rule of like not my problem for like my entire adult life. Um. So. Now, um, we heard a hissing sound coming from our kitchen zone and underneath we have a crawl space, but it's more like a kneel space. It's actually a really nice crawl space where you can kind of like walk into it. That's an amazing crawl space. That's not even a crawl space. That's like mine. You have to like crawl into my house and like wiggle like a worm. Yeah. Well, no, it's not like that. Thank God. Oh my God. (laughs) We looked at houses like that and I was like, no, it's terrible. No, we have to pay more people to do that. Um, so it's like a kneel space and underneath our crawl space is our furnace. So it, and we have a gas furnace. So it kind of sounded like when the gas turns on that, like initial mm-hmm. startup. And then if you ever have a gas fireplace, you kind of always hear like the gas going. Right. Now, see, if this so were like kind of... car talk, I would ask you to like <clears throat> imitate the noise. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 hiss, like, I don't even know. And then, uh, and it was all like in the area of the fridge too. So it kind of just sounded like normal kitchen machinery sounds. So that, that, so at first I was like, eh, it's just that. And then like the next day, we'll say it was the next day. Sure. I was like, you know, we should go down in the crawl space and see what that noise is. Because if, if there's something leaking, we'll know in the crawl space. Right. So my husband went down 
it was like a Monday at a, of course it was like 8, 8, 8 p.m. And um, he goes down and there is water like coming through the <gasps> insulation. No. And like the insulation's fallen through. No, like no, it's completely no. soaked everything. No, 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 no. And he's like, oh no. So he went down there. I was in the den with the kids. He didn't, he like didn't come back. <laughs> so I was like, ah. <laughs> So then I went, I, I like we, the way you get to our cross spaces out our back way and mm-hmm. then under the house. So I went through the kitchen. Was he just in there like crying saw, quietly? No, I saw, <laughs> I saw the dishwasher like open and I saw his phone and the manual on the counter oh, no. and he was nowhere to be seen. So I like went to his phone, I unlocked his phone and I looked at his search history and he had been searching because <laughs> I was like, I need to, I'm going to sleuth this before I find him. I need to know what's going on. So right. I looked through his search history and it was, um. Like, how to fix a leaking dishwasher. Oh, God. <laughs> so then I went outside and I was, like, you know, calling him, like, come back inside. And he was, like, just a second. Like, you know, I, I just want I need him to come back in because I don't want him to actually do anything. So, yeah, then we were, like, calling. So what happened was the entire wall and floor went on the side of the kitchen where the dishwasher was, which included our fridge and our sink, was completely water damaged wall to wall. And they had to cut oh out a big, a big chunk of our drywall on that side, too. Oh, my God. So how has that been with two children? It's been, like, it's not horrible, but it's pretty bad. So we have not been able to use our, like, cook our cook in our kitchen or use our sink for three weeks. Oh, my God. Before that, we had no, and we have no, uh, we had to get all our cu- cupboards redone mm-hmm. and all our flooring redone. So we haven't had half our kitchen for over a month. They came in immediately and did like demo and stuff. So right. that has been my life. So no cooking, no washing of the dishes in the kitchen sink. And you oh think like, oh, you can use the bathroom, but no. you can't. Because like you can't put food down there and you can't, it's not deep enough to stick a pl- Like it just, it's for hands only. It's very weird. So um, <laughs> that's that was like the big thing for the spring. Mm-hmm. And then my son turned four and that was good. And... He eats more things now, sort of, <laughs> but not like a normal kid, but still eating more things. And um, my daughter is funny and has more words. And yeah, everything else is kind of the same. But that has been the, my like <laughs> Everest of March and April. <laughs> no, that sounds horrible. Like the, I yeah. feel like I could deal with the demo, but the the lack of access to like basic cooking needs would drive me completely bonkers in like a day calling like every day calling the con- construction people and saying are you coming today what's the schedule for the week and they're like uh we don't know so oh that gosh. is the worst like the the week before we had our floors completely ripped up on that friday i was calling and calling and calling and calling and leaving messages like are you coming on monday to rip out the floors i have stuff so you, I need to put it somewhere if you're going to come and do the floors. <laughs> no one got back to me. Of course, Monday, people just show up at like 11 a.m. <laughs> and I work from home, so I'm just here. And I was like, well, I have to move all this stuff. <laughs> like, you need to give me a minute to like, move all this stuff. Thankfully, right. we have no furniture, so <laughs> it wasn't that complicated. But it was like, ah, and then just moving it off. It's just been, yes, a yes. scramble every day. That's me. What's going on with you? Oh, gosh. It's been crazy. So the last time we had a podcast, I had just finished doing IVF and it hadn't worked. Um, And now it is mid-April and we've gone through foster parent training. 
um, which was, let me see, five weeks of classes, which were three hours in person every week. And then there were three hours of online work every week, which is why we didn't have a podcast. Yes. (laughs) So I have gone through that. And we are in the process of doing home studies, which are when you meet with an assigned social worker who basically goes over um, your entire life history, (laughs) Um, like from the time you were born to like right this second. Uh, So we had our first home study last Friday, and then I have two more home studies this Friday and this Saturday, where we'll talk about What are they looking for? Good question. I mean, there are, so first of all, there are approximately 500 pieces of paper that I have to fill out for this. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, they hand you basically a manila envelope, like, that's chock full of paper that you have to sign, um, because you're basically co-parenting with the government. And, Mm. you know, it's not government if it's not signed in triplicate. So first there's the paperwork. Then once you do all of that and you fill out a lot of stuff about your parenting philosophy, you fill out your background, you fill out what behaviors you think you could handle as a parent and what things you don't think you could handle as a parent, which is super open-ended. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff like that. And then there are background checks and you have to get physicals and TB tests. and you get a physical? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to get a physical. So you don't like suddenly drop dead, although yeah, pretty who much. Can really, who can, who can tell, right? Yeah, like who get hit by a car? They can't control that mm-hmm. government. You can't. <laughs> but but yeah, no so, no pressure, Haley. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, but yeah, so there's stuff like that, and then there's um, then there's the home study stuff. So they grill you, and then eventually they'll do a safety walkthrough, which I mean, I have a toddler who's quite quite fine, so I feel pretty confident that they will say that I'm a good person. <laughs> I'm confident as well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. So, but so that's what's, what's going the, on with my what, life. What's the biggest thing that you learned during the training? Um, I wish I could talk about that stuff, but this is probably a good point to talk, like to talk about that now is that like, yeah. even though I'm going through foster parent training, a lot of that is stuff that's technically confidential. So... A lot of it I can't actually talk about here. And it's kind of weird because, of course, I'm also going through this process where I'm asking people to basically judge me as a human and as a parent. And I'm also running a podcast called The Okayist. So there's also that to consider. Um, But a lot of the training is stuff that, technically speaking, I'm not allowed to talk about. But I can tell you broadly, a lot of it is how to deal with um, children who have gone through traumatic situations. Um, so it's parenting class, but it's definitely not the type of parenting class that you would take if you were pregnant and were thinking about taking a childcare class. It's not like infant CPR or anything like that. Um, so it's a little bit more in depth, and that's why they have, in addition to the three hours of in-person training, they've got those online courses that you have to take, where it basically walks you through a lot of different um, scenarios that could happen or mm-hmm. case mm-hmm. studies and things like that. Um, so a lot of it is fairly intense is the best way that I can describe that. And how is your husband handling it? He is incredible. Yeah. Um, I would say, and this kind of goes, segues right into what we were going to talk about today with parenting Mm -hmm. stereotypes. There's this stereotype that I think men wouldn't want to parent a child who's not their own child. Mm. And that is a lion killing the other person's cubs. Right. Or just like not really being into it or going along with adoption for the sake of a woman who wants to do it. Um, Interesting. That is definitely not the case with us. Uh, 
I would say my husband is there, there have been times when I've voiced my own like fears and worries about fostering. And he's always been the person who's like, you know what, we're doing this. It'll be fine. It is what it is. Like, this is like, we've talked about this. This is what we want to do. And so he's always been very gung ho about it and like doing his homework and texting to me as he's going through the little videos and being like, Oh my God, this is horrible. But (laughs) it's pretty brutal. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, he's been really incredible, um, which isn't really surprising because, I mean, I've known him for 10 years, so it's not really surprising. But, but it's kind of nice to have that verified in a way that like, no, not all dudes are going to just like be completely turned off by co-parenting with Mm -hmm. not only like a child who's not technically yours and who's just under your care, but co-parenting with the government and co-parenting with a birth family so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's been really really positive about that in ways that i would like to emulate sometimes yeah that's really cool that's such a great partner to have yeah so it's good it's definitely i mean we're just getting started so it's definitely a challenge to Mm -hmm. plan for our futures right now because we really don't know what that's going to look like but at the same time I mean, who knows what anyone's family really is going to look like a year from now or like six months from now. I mean, totally. You can have an idea, but whether or not yeah. that's the case, who knows? So, so that's kind of where we're at. But kind of going back to the parenting stereotypes, are there stereotypes that you found in your relationship that do hold up or maybe don't hold water? Yeah. I mean, I think on both ends, I think, yeah, like there's definitely, I think, especially because we come from like hetero normative-esque relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I'm always interested to see like how same-sex parents handle like different roles in with your kids. Like that's an interesting thing for me. I'm always curious. But yeah, I think with my husband, who's named Kamel, because I, I just need to like start using his name now because it gets like so weird. <laughs> I'm like my partner the father of my children. I think that there are some stereotypes at play where like, I'm always the one constantly um, juggling all the things and keeping everyone's schedules in my head. And I know where everything is. And I have, you know, he needs more direction. He doesn't like, he doesn't like self start Mm -hmm. family esque things on his own. He's not going to like up and make, a dentist appointment or a haircut mm-hmm. appointment. Yes. The appointments um, are um, death by a thousand paper cuts. Yes. And like, he's great on showing up for them. Mm-hmm. He's great on, you know, scheduling them in office before we leave, but he's not going to be like, Hey Lauren, I think that Gabe needs a haircut this weekend. Like never. I think we all have our strengths and what mm-hmm. I struggle with as like a feminist mother of a boy and a girl and a feminist married person Is that, like, I think that some of the stereotypes are okay and they work as long as it's not a strange expectation. Yeah. That, like, I don't think Kamel knows that he is, like, (laughs) less than in certain parts. I don't think he even, like, is aware, really. He probably Mm. thinks he's doing a great job, which (laughs) is also a stereotype. (laughs) And he is doing a good job, but, like, Good job, not great job. Yeah, like... (laughs) Mental mental awareness aspect is not uh, always up to snuff. Like, mm-hmm. he has the... I think 
and I've heard this about a lot of men, they they have the ability to hyper-focus mm-hmm. on one task and women have the ability to multitask. Mm-hmm. And so I have everyone's like daily schedule running through my head at all times. I know when my kids are napping, I know, you know, when Kamel should be in meetings, I know my st- stuff all the time. But Kamel doesn't, I have to tell him like, no, we can't do that at that time because mm-hmm. the kids are napping and it takes 30 minutes to get there and like da 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 and here's why. So in some ways it is really annoying to me that like stereotypes exist and that they are true because I wish that I could just obliterate them mm-hmm. at all times. Like, <laughs> no, false, kill the stereotype. But then <laughs> it happens and you're like, oh, huh, I guess that's real. I mean, I do wonder sometimes if the stereotypes are more based on like situations rather than necessarily like, maybe the gender of the person. Like, yeah, I have found myself constantly falling into the stereotype of the working dad rather than the working mom because (laughs) (laughs) like so I'm the head breadwinner in my house um by by a pretty large margin Um, my husband and I both work full-time but his job um gives him a lot more flexibility than my job and so he Mm -hmm. ends up being at home with our daughter just a lot more than I am just by the nature of what our hours look like and I don't cook um I, I, I am just not the family cook. That's all him, which yeah. is great because he enjoys that. But the times when I do cook, I just find myself like basically reaching for the mac and cheese or tonight I made some other type of pasta and I just like randomly grabbed some vegetables. Totally forgot to like cook them before I threw them in there. Oh, sorry. No, 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 you're okay. It's all my LaCroix is just tumbling to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a mom podcast without the LaCroix. <laughs> like it's embarrassing when you have on my desk right now. Okay, keep talking. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so yeah, so like, basically, I'm I'm a terrible cook. I can bake stuff, but I, I just don't cook. Um, I make stupid mistakes, like really stupid mistakes, like cutting up a cucumber for pasta instead of thinking it was like zucchini. Like that's terrible. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, then that he, happened. No, that happened like two hours ago. <laughs> so Patrick <laughs> eats it, and he's like, "What is this?" I'm like, oh. Wait, you put it in? Well, I mean, at that point, I'd already cut it open. And I was like, well, I mean, might as well see what it tastes like. You were like, let me just make a side salad with this? But case in point. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So, but it's also stuff like I feel like he has a lot more just day-to-day patience. And I think that's Mm -hmm. because he's with her all the time. Like, he does all of the grocery shopping with her. He does all of the errands with her. Because I'm at work. Like, that's just the way our schedules work. So I constantly feel like when I'm at home, I'm, like, kind of the bumbling dad who's like, let's do something fun. I've been at work all week. And he's like, you know, I've been at, like, solo parenting for two days in a row now. Like, I actually don't want to do anything. (laughs) So it's, like, it's a stereotype that exists, but it's definitely flipped in my house. So I don't necessarily think that it's it's due to the sex or gender of the person more than just the situations that create that stereotype in the first place, I guess. Yeah, and perhaps it's also like we partner to our strengths or weaknesses. Oh, absolutely. So like I'm really good at the multitasking and I'm really good at uh, juggling a lot of things and getting it right. But Kamel is really good 
at doing the spreadsheets and doing things that I hate that like the detail oriented things where I'm more of like the big picture parent mm-hmm. and it, where like, I'm the one like thinking about, you know, parenting ideas and like coming to him with like, I've been, I've been thinking about, you know, what we should do if this happens or like the one who suggests potty training and then has like a plan. Cause I've been, you know, mm-hmm. marinating in it for a while, but Kamel's more like, um, he's just more like detail. Like mm-hmm. he's really big on like, okay, we can, do it on this day and I'm going to say he's like I'm going to set a timer for it and like it's going to go off and then Gabe will know and then I mean he's just really good at like the specifics where I'm just like oh cool I'm glad we started this like I suggested (laughs) (laughs) do do you think there are stereotypes that you fall into that are not the positive ones like being the the timekeeper and being the organized person is a really good thing are there stereotypes that you struggle with that you fall into because I know I definitely I have one but I'll let you go first Okay. Um, <laughs> or I can let you think while I put you on the spot and I can go. <laughs> <laughs> the negative ones are so hard because partially I feel like we don't always see them. Mm-hmm. That's if hard. they're true. Yes. We need like to have a partner come in and be like, guess what? This is true. Um, <laughs> and, and then the other part is like, I don't want it to be real. Yes. So like, I don't know. And I, sometimes I just can't tell like, mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, am I, like, the mean mom? Like, am I mean mom stereotype where I'm, like, where I'm, like, you know, always, like, the scoldy, like, rule, like, ah. Like, you know, the mom who's always constantly, like, ah. Yeah. I I wish that I were completely carefree. But there are times when I'm, like, no, like, you know, this is the rule. This is what we do. I'm sorry. You've broken that rule that now the toy is gone. I'm sorry. And I think, yeah, yeah, there, there are times when that just feels really, really shitty. I'm totally the parent who is like, okay, time out. And Kamel is not very much the parent who like has consequences. Like he'll get frustrated and angry mm-hmm. and like, stop doing this. This is not okay. Like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's never any, like con- my son needs a consequence. Like he'll just, yeah. he's a smart kid. If he doesn't have any consequence, he's just like, well, guess that worked out um (laughs) so yeah yeah, like I I I think I probably am I I fight against that stereotype I guess like Mm -hmm. I see myself leaning toward uh parenting by by discipline I guess or Mm -hmm. like oh that sounds so harsh but like no parenting by consequence Mm -hmm. and and so I actively try to parent by positive reinforcement instead but it's something that I could default to is being like, ah, oh, frustrated. Oh, why are you doing this? Oh, mm-hmm. can you please stop splashing in the bath? Oh. <laughs> yes. um, I think I find myself, I fall into the stereotype of like, I'm that mom friend who has a difficult time hanging out with non-parent friends because I, I get really worried about like going massively over time with whatever activity we're doing. And like, all I can think at that that point is like, I am massively inconveniencing my partner. So we need to go. And I'm, I'm basically like the no fun person because everyone else is like, chill out. Like you're fine. He's fine. Have fun. And I'm like, "Uh." so So when you go out by yourself or when you go out in groups? Oh yeah. When I go out, me while leaving Patrick solo parenting, basically. So, yes. like, I might be okay, out yeah. with a group of people. 
Um, and like this happened very specifically maybe six months ago or so, maybe it was longer than that, but we were going on this hike and we were just, it took a lot longer to get going in the morning than I thought by like several hours. <laughs> like yeah. our plans were, you know, leave at nine and we end up leaving at like one. So by one o'clock, ah. I'm like, we really need to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know other people have these other things they want to do, like these other side hikes, but I'm like, we like... I really can't. And of course, I'm like, I'm the no fun parent person that like nobody wants to take anywhere because I'm like, I I actually have to go, which I hate. Like, I hate being that stereotypical, like, can't chillax parent. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like the reasons that I'm not chillaxing is is reasonable. So I don't know. I that that is really inconsiderate of your friends no no blame (laughs) intended but also I don't feel like that would have worked for me even without children yeah because I have a life and have things to do and like I have my other things that I would like to handle during the day even without kids like Mm -hmm. if I'm gonna do something with people and they say it's at this time and we go and it's like five hours later and hasn't happened I have probably already left I have probably already (laughs) been like sorry people and in a perfect world (laughs) that could have happened but backpacking is unfortunately you are you are very tied to your group at that yeah, point yeah you can just like wander <laughs> you away. can't just like be like you know what guys like I'm kind of on like a time schedule thing I kind of <laughs> told my my partner I'd be home for dinner he's been solo parenting but like but it's not just the one thing it's like I think consistently I fall into that stereotype of having a hard time relaxing without just automatically feeling guilty yeah. Which I hate because like there are times when I should be allowed to go out and have fun without feeling guilty. And like I purposefully take the time to do that because I know it's not going to get any better if I just lean into the guilt and don't do anything. So like I purposefully yeah. take time, but but it doesn't mean that I'm not feeling guilty during that time. Do you have any like solutions for this? <laughs> if I did, I would have written an amazing book yeah and it would be a bestseller I, I, I really like I think I'm pretty good at that and I still the way I, I the way I try to, to fix it is by spontaneously getting a babysitter for my husband or mm-hmm. like when I'm out of town because I've been traveling a lot solo mm-hmm. by just being like and on Sunday of my trip, I scheduled a babysitter so that you can go to a movie by yourself or having or or I'll do things um, by myself with people after the kids have gone to sleep. Mm-hmm. So then it's solo parenting, but not really. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. In bed. Or, you know, I give him like a free like I encourage him to go do things that he likes and then I feel better. I like mm-hmm. to absolve myself of my sins. <laughs> yes. And then. I, the next time I'm like, okay, but it's cool because I did do that really annoying Saturday afternoon that one time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like it balances itself out? Like, is he, if you didn't give him that time, would he seek it out? Or are you kind of pushing him to take what time you think he deserves? Just like you feel like you deserve it. Yeah. I am way the person who has, is more social. Mm -hmm. Like I am more, um, free to be like, bye, because I have, I also have a lot of guilt. <laughs> I feel guilt in all directions. <laughs> so when people ask me to do things, I have a hard time saying no. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of guilt 
to interact socially with people who invite me to do stuff. And I have guilt about leaving the kids with Kamel. But the guilt toward other people is strong. <laughs> so, versus my husband, who I can be like, bye. I so, mean, um, what's he, like, there's some commitment there that, that gives you a little bit of freedom. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I'm pretty certain he's not going to be, like, abandon me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... I I feel the push and pull from all directions and Kamel does not like he takes more energy to leave the house, Mm -hmm. but I know he wants to like, he really loves movies more than I love movies. Um, and he really does like blossom when he does do his own Kamel things. (laughs) Uh, And he also, he does like, he plays video games, but he'll do it like, if I give him time to do it, like if he's upstairs in, in his own little man room and then like, which is like a library. So it's not really even his, but the library. Um, <laughs> yes. It's, I'm making it the library. If, if it kills me. Uh, yeah. Like if I give him that like opportunity to like go and play by himself, he doesn't have to leave the house, but like, just like time away. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like it does even out, but I think it's not actually even like he takes way more of the solo parenting than I do. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, that's the way it is in my house too. And like, it's so hard because there's no way out of it. I mean, there just isn't. It is what it is. I also feel like I, well, I know that's not the same for everyone, but like I was pregnant and it was horrible. (laughs) It was horrible for me. And I was pregnant and it it like changed my body for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I breastfed my babies and that hurt really bad for me for like, you know, several weeks in the beginning. And it was a big time suck and a big sacrifice. And I pumped and that's yeah. like a year of my life that I can't get back. And I have to like work way harder to be in shape now than he does. And like, you know, so, fair so is fair. I feel like that's fair. Like that's something that I carry with me that I have changed forever. And he never mm-hmm. had to change one ounce of his life or yes. his lifestyle. Like, really? I mean, okay, he was tired too, but like, uh, they... I think that it's a very different so, tired. <laughs> yes, when it's like your full body, like your body's trying to heal and like service a child, right? <laughs> and it's like I tried to explain him one time. It's like you are getting lunch breaks. I am not oh, even yeah. getting a whole lunch break because I am pumping for the majority of my lunch break, and it's like yes. every single moment that I wasn't working. I was in service to an infant, even when I wasn't with the infant. Oh, yeah. Like racing home in order to breastfeed. Yeah. So that they wouldn't have to use another bottle. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. That's hell. Yeah. So now when I'm like, I'm going out with my <laughs> friends, I, I do care that I'm not abandoning him. But I also feel absolved because my sanity matters mm-hmm. so i try to put that not first i try to put it first but it never really happens i try to pay attention to it and acknowledge <laughs> that it exists <laughs> just regular upkeep yes regular sanity saving like lauren is a human <laughs> being who exists outside of this family yes and that's so hard because like it, it is incredibly hard to find that time to just be, I think, yourself as a person without that connection. I mean, I went backpacking for like two days and I still couldn't do it because mm-hmm. 
there's just like there's always that nagging thing in the back of my head of like you know you need to be home at x time because that's what a good partner would do i don't know it's hard yeah but then do you have guilt coming from your husband like does he make you feel bad about it no but i feel like if i were in (laughs) but if i were in his shoes and like if he had a band show out of state Mm -hmm. or something and he said he was going to be home at one o'clock and he got home at like six I would be so angry because I would be like, I have been solo parenting here by myself while you've been out having fun. And like, what were you doing? Like, were you just walking home? I don't understand. So, I mean, I try to put myself in his shoes because I don't know. It seems shitty. Yeah. The sun is going down. (laughs) Directly in your eyes. (laughs) We have um, cameras on and we can see each other. But she's slowly being blind. Yeah, like I'm like a light being currently. Like I'm trying to like slowly hide from the sun. She slowly <laughs> scoots out of the frame. Yeah, like I, I'm just. She's like towering like, underneath fire. the desk, basically. And <laughs> see just the top of your head. I know. Oh gosh. Okay. So. We've talked a lot about how those stereotypes impact us as people. Do you think the parenting stereotypes impact um, the way you parent with your partner, with Camille? <sighs> um, I really do try to battle. I try to put, like, I am so focused on creating a feminist household mm-hmm. that I try to push on those stereotypes every chance I get. And, and I have, I have like suffered some defeat in that where like, yeah, like I just have to like, you know, accept that like, this is kind of who Camilla's is kind of who I am and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I think we do as progressive, liberal feminist mothers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I think we can beat each other up, like beat ourselves up about like I cook, Mm -hmm. but that is not because I am forced to cook. It is because I enjoy it and I, it's something for me to do and, and I'm home and everything, but, but I, I don't know. Like, and then, and then for Kamel, I see him battling against father stereotypes Mm -hmm. like every day at work, um, the way people speak to him, all of that. And I think it really brings us closer in the fact that he can recognize the BS. Mm -hmm. And that is so useful when he's like, this is really frustrating. Like he's trying to be like a really great dad. Mm -hmm. And whether it's work pushback or, you know, the fact that they don't have uh, changing tables in all of the men's rooms. Right. Like that type of thing where he's like, what is going on? Like, what, how am I supposed to do this then? Um, we really bond over that mm-hmm. and we can kind of like fight this parenting war together. And I think it's um, like he, he's, he mentions all the time how when he leaves the house, people are like, you're such a great dad. Like when he leaves yes. by himself with the kids. That happens with Patrick all the time. Cause he does the errands on like my yeah. work Saturday. It's ridiculous. It is very weird. Like the amount of praise and... that he gets for, oh, yeah, no. for an errand. My... But if I were out, I would get nothing. 
Oh, I would get like borderline scorn, first of all. Like, mm-hmm. how dare I take up so much space? Right. How dare I juggle these kids? Why mm-hmm. are they not perfection? Right. And he gets people offering to help mm-hmm. or hold a door. Yep. Or like a pat on the back. Oh, you're such a good dad. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And he, like, we can laugh about it, but he also was like, what is going on? Like, that is so frustrating because he knows too that like I'm out there in the world with my kids just as much and like right he knows that I'm not getting that like he knows that like people don't move for me right to push the stroller down the handicap ramp wait but, people like, move people, for him? I'm invisible oh yeah what oh yeah people that hold doors for him bad. he gets help in stores people yes oh they people like literally have been like you are you're doing such a great job. Yeah, that that has happened. And I'm just like, are you what? are you kidding me? But but it feels like it's more important to have that bonding than than not necessarily making everything like cut down the middle exactly equal or yes. having, you know, long drawn out conversations about who does what chores based on like what society says you should do versus what you want to do, like all of that. It's it's stuff that's good to have if you feel like you're struggling with that conversation or like struggling with that setup in your house, but like just having that, that ground to bond over seems really, really beneficial. Like the fact that and he I don't gets think it. it happened. It did not happen mm-hmm. overnight either. But yeah. like I'm, I do want to stress this. Like my son is four. It's been years of parenting. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wouldn't allow it to be an unequal house for Mm -hmm. myself like I have my own career aspirations I have my own social personhood going on and I did not want to be the sole person who did all of the doctor's appointments or Mm -hmm. who was almost the only one who ever did like sick days Mm -hmm. and when it did and like there are times when it's uneven from both of our sets, like we take turns. Um, But when it starts to get like more, like I'm getting taken advantage of, I'm loud about it. Like, because it's not, that's not the life I want. I don't want that life. If I wanted to be a single parent, I would have been a single parent. Yeah. So it takes work. It takes being aware. Yes. And I think that goes for, I mean, every aspect of parenting, but especially this, because I think it's really easy, especially if you have a male partner for them to just kind of settle into those stereotypes and be like, well, that's just the way it is. Like, of course she's going to do all of the appointments. That's just how, how it's done. Yeah. So being vocal about why, like, why am I doing all of this? Mm -hmm. It seems like that works for you. Yeah. And just not, you know, I, I, and I think I'm lucky that my husband is like, not really, um, big on like gender performance. Mm-hmm. I believe that many women can get what they need if they just ask, demand it, mm-hmm. make their no other option. I think, you know, it's a struggle for a lot of people, but it ends up being possibly easier than, than you thought. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes it can be easier just to sit back basically and and go with whatever your setup is but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be best for the long term either 
Um, yeah, but if, if, if stuff is working for you, right? you know, it doesn't have to be my way. Like, I, I don't really <laughs> think there's a best way of doing anything. But, yeah. you know, if it's working for you, go, like, if you're, if, if playing in the stereotypes works for you, then and it makes it. you happy, yeah, rock it out. Mm-hmm. But if, if that's not what you want or not what you thought you were signing up for, I don't, I do not believe that you have to just suffer through that ever. Yes. Yeah. Parenting isn't full of... It's full of enough bull without having to deal with that in your own home. I mean, just leaving the house as mothers opens us up to all sorts of critiques. Like, I don't, I don't want my own household set up to also fill me with stress, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's hard enough just leaving the house. I wonder how many women were asked when they got pregnant or, you know, when they started to become due, mm-hmm. how many women were asked if they were going to stay home or what their plans were. Oh, and sure. and I'm sure willing lots. to bet that like no no men are asked what no. their plans are and if they're no. if they're gonna stay. Well, especially because so many people don't even know that men are about to become fathers. Like they could just completely keep it a secret if they yes. wanted to. Like oh what a privilege yes. <laughs> to just not have anybody know your business. Yes, yeah, so many men at work they like or people I know. And then I find out about it on Facebook mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh my god, so and so had a baby. It's like what? <laughs> Oh, I didn't even know this wife was pregnant. Like, yeah. that's just boggling to me. Yeah. So I think that, that that certainly plays into their their career options. Yeah. I actually, like, this is one of those ones where if people have comments or if they have experiences, I would really like to hear from them. Yes. I am fascinated by how people deal with these things because everyone's situation is so different that, yeah. like, figuring out what to do can sometimes be helpful just by hearing what other people have to say, even if it's not the exact same situation. So, And on, like, a very like slight tangenty, different vein of stereotypes, I get really um, anxious <laughs> about, like, when I do something that's a little into a specific parenting style, like, super hyper-attachment parenting or, oh. like, free-range parenting. I get, <laughs> when I do something, I'm, like... Like right now, our son comes into bed with us in the mornings, probably like half the time, mm-hmm. um, or like we'll wake up in the wee morning hours and then just sleep the rest of the time with us. Mm-hmm. And I love it, but we're not family bed people mm-hmm. or co-sleepers. We never co-slept our babies. And so I feel like people are probably like, <laughs> They're making why do you have a in your bed? Yes. And I'm like, no, like, it's just, you know, this thing and it's fine. And I, you know, and I feel this need to be like, it's not like that. But Mm then I actually don't care, you know, (laughs) what other people are doing. So it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, (sighs) so, so when we had, when we had our, um, our home study lady come over to our house last Friday, Winnie, my daughter is obviously around for this and it's supposed to be like, you know, maybe a two hour meeting. And so I'm like, all right, like I'm thinking ahead of time, like, what are we going to do? So like, we don't watch a ton of TV in our house. Our TV is like a 14 inch little tiny thing because we just don't need anything else. But when she gets here, I'm like, all right, we're going to put on some Peppa, like you stay in here and watch this. And of course the back of my mind is I want to be like, this isn't us normally. Like normally I don't plant my child in front of the TV, but also like... (laughs) I am trying to have a two hour meeting with you. And so this is kind yeah. of my option because we don't have, like, I don't have an iPad or anything. So what else am I supposed to do here? Um, aside from like get a babysitter, which I could, but she's kind of supposed to be there. 
it felt weird to like get rid of the kid if I'm being interviewed about how I parent. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see so, here. Nothing, yeah, you know, it looks like we have a child, but you know, it's funny we haven't seen her all day. <laughs> but, um, Did she like make a comment about it? No, no, not at all. Um, oh, okay, she. That's I mean, good. she was positive about it, but just like hearing myself do it, or like you know. The, the inside of me as I like fumbled with the DVD player and everything I'm just like ah, who are you <laughs> but I'm like watch TV kid really this is never who this we are this is not normally right. is. what is this thing <laughs> DVD what does that stand for I don't even know what it does <laughs> but someone at work yes. told me about these guys yeah, we just got this thing like yesterday <laughs> she's never she doesn't even know what a Peppa Pig is Oh my god, Gabriel just started watching Peppa Pig and it's so annoying. <laughs> it's oh. more tolerable than like Thomas. Oh my god. That tank Thomas is needs... mean. I hate Thomas. Thomas can go to hell. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I guess this wraps up our season three, episode one. And we really would love to hear about people's stereotypes and how you lean into them or lean frantically away from them. Uh, (laughs) Run. (laughs) How you run away from them. Uh, All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us in iTunes. It's the best thing you can do to help more people find us. And speaking of finding us, you can get in touch with us at okstmoms at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at okstmoms. And you can find me, Haley, at wehermione.com or on Twitter and Instagram at wehermione. And you can find me, Lauren, at betterinreallife.com with one L. And the music in our intro is by Poddington Bear and is used under Creative Commons license. All wins and fails are our own. Yay! (laughs) Getting back in the groove. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>